Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the Columbia Broadcasting System invites you to sit back, relax, and listen to Eddie Anderson in the private life of Rochester Van Jones. Rochester, you look sad. What's the trouble? I've got a problem. It looks like I'm going to lose my girl, Susie. She's been having dates with another fella. He's making pretty good time with her, huh? Time and a half. <laughs> and double time on Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays. <laughs> yes, it's the private life of Rochester Van Jones. The amusing adventures of the happy-go-lucky fellow who works for that famous man in Beverly Hills and brought to you by the Columbia Broadcasting System. This afternoon, we find Rochester just going up the steps of his girl's house. Kiss me once and kiss me twice and kiss me once again. It's been a long, long... Oh, Franklin, darling, I was just waiting for you. Franklin? Look again, honey. Oh, it's you. Can I, can I come in? Uh-huh. Cheer up, honey. The captain of your love boat is here to set sail on a voyage of love and adventure. Rochester, why did you open that closet door? I'm looking for a stowaway. <laughs> well, we might as well lay our cards on the table. It seems like I'm losing ground to this Franklin fellow. Well, Franklin takes me places and shows me a good time. Yesterday he took me on a picnic, and today he's taking me driving. Well, you've had some pretty good times with me, too, Susie. Last week I took you to a movie, didn't I? Rochester, taking me down to the corner radio store and letting me look through the window at a television isn't exactly taking me to a movie. Well, what about that bag of popcorn? I bought that. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I can't afford too many luxuries. A movie isn't a luxury. If you'd work out a budget, you'd be able to afford a movie once in a while. Honey, I can't even afford a budget. <laughs> Besides, you used to like to stay home and sit on the couch with me. What's happened, Susie? Well, I'm tired of a man who keeps one arm around me and the other under cushions looking for loose chains. <laughs> Why aren't you like Franklin? Oh, look, Franklin bought me this five-pound box of chocolates. Wait a minute. I just noticed that picture on the mantelpiece. So <laughs> Yes, that's... that's Franklin Monroe. Isn't he handsome? That picture was taken five years ago. He was in uniform then, huh? Uh-huh. Mm, one, two, three, four ribbons on his chest. Mm-hmm. And five stripes on his sleeve. Uh-huh. Where was he stationed? In the balcony of the Orpheum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a flashlight in his holster. Well... Well, I guess it ain't up to me to say anything about him, but he sure has shifty eyes. Shifty eyes? And look at the way his ears droop. I read someplace that that's the mark of a criminal. Rochester. Honey, I'm sorry I said anything. It just slipped out. I hate a man who's always running other people down, even when they deserve it. I think Franklin's a great guy, and I know you'll be loyal to him whether he goes to jail or not. Rochester, I want you to stop talking that way. Oh, that must be Franklin. Hooray. Oh, hello, Franklin. Uh, come in. Hello, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, this is 
Rochester. Rochester? This can't be the same Rochester you told me about the first time I took you up to Mulholland Drive and tried to kiss you. You said he was six feet tall and weighed 200 pounds. Uh, well, I didn't know you very well then. <laughs> well, glad to meet you, old man. Hello, hello. Oh, Franklin, you've got on a new suit. Yeah, how you like it? Oh, you look so handsome in it. Yeah, this is just a plain gabardine, but I'm going to get another suit with stripes. That's just what I was telling Sue. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing, nothing. You ought to try my tailor, Rochester. He can run up a beautiful suit for a hundred and a quarter. Of course, if you want something like this, why, it's a little more. No, I like the material in the suit I'm wearing. It wears like iron. Yeah, notice it's rusted through at the elbows. <laughs> Susie, honey, you're looking more beautiful than ever. Oh, Franklin. You sure are the most glamorous creature in the world. <laughs> well, it's nice of you to say that, but I know you're just flattering me. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not that pretty. Am I, Rochester? Of course not. Rochester! <laughs> I'm just trying to be agreeable. Well, Susie, you ready to go? Yeah, as soon as I get my coat on. Uh, what car do you have today? Now, my boss, let me take the Cadillac. The two big cars are being lubricated. <laughs> he sure is nice to you, Franklin. And you get a big salary, too. You drive his Cadillac and get a salary, too? Well, of course. How long has this been going on? He appreciates having a man of intelligence around him. And I appreciate working for the most important and one of the most generous men in Beverly Hills. Uh, what about your boss? He's important. He's important. <laughs> well, uh... Say, uh, tell me, did he let you have his car today? Oh, he would have, but I was in a hurry, so I walked. <laughs> But he's a wonderful guy. Yeah? Is he generous? He's got a great sense of humor, too. <laughs> and very democratic. Whenever the car breaks down, he always gets out and helps me push. Nah, uh, any boss would do that once in a while. We do it all the time. I'm ready, Franklin. Uh, my arm, Susie. Come in, Rochester. Okay. Uh, can I drop you anywhere, Rochester? No, thanks. Uh, get right in, honey. Well, goodbye, Rochester. Nice seeing you, old man. Goodbye, Rochester. Goodbye. Hello, Rochester. Hello, Devil Grass. I I'm going to have to ask you to move a little. I'm going to turn on the sprinklers. Turn them on, turn them on. What if I do get wet and catch pneumonia and die? Who cares? Well, Rochester, you look like a man who won a television set and then found out he was allergic to horses. <laughs> Worse than that. Susie's brushing me off for another guy. What's the matter with that girl? How could she turn down a man like you for somebody else? That's a question I've been avoiding all afternoon. <laughs> Now, I can see why a girl turns me down. I'm just a gardener, and I'm the biggest nobody around here. But, man, you got everything. I have? Yeah, and for one thing, you're a real sharp dresser, and you're no clothes. Why, when you put a suit on, it looks like you're the first one that ever wore it. Thanks. <laughs> why, why, you shouldn't have to worry about competition. You got brains, and you're smart as a whip. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. You're handsome, a good conversationalist, and you, you got a nice build on you, and you, you know lots of important people, and you're right in the middle of the social world. Yeah. Now, what's your problem with Susie? I'm too good for her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wish I were all those things, but I'm not. I've come to the reluctant conclusion that happiness is just a thing called money. If I could pick up a little extra change, I'd be set and pretty. Well, don't you make enough now? It wouldn't be ethical for me to tell you what the boss pays me. But if I quit, my unemployment compensation would be a luxury. <laughs> well, if you're looking for a part-time job, my cousin was telling me that there's always an opening for a collector to friendly finance company. Collector for the finance company, huh? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I think I'll go over and see if they can use me. I sure wish you luck, Rochester. But do you know anything about finance companies? Do I? When I was a kid, my mother bought a piano that was financed, and whenever we missed a payment, they took it back. Did you miss many payments? I did more practicing in the moving van than at home. <laughs> Finance Company. One moment, please. It's for you, Mr. Finch. It's Mr. Emerson. Uh, thank you, Miss Kendall. Hello? Emerson? I sent you out to make a $3 collection, and I don't hear from you for four days. Where have you been? General Hospital. He threw you down three flights of stairs. Broke your jaw, smashed your nose, and cracked your ribs. Oh, that's horrible. You tell me, boy, did you get the $3? <laughs> well, just relax and get well. Remember, the friendly finance company stands behind its employees. And don't worry about Dr. Bills. We'll give you a loan. What happened to Emerson, Mr. Finn? Now, one of our accounts beat him up and he's in the hospital just when I need him the most. That's gratitude for you. That's terrible. Yeah, everything happens to me. Uh, Mr. Finn, there's a man in the outer office who'd like to get on as a temporary collector. A temporary collector? Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Kendall, in this firm, that's the only kind of collector we have. <laughs> Show him in. Yes, Mr. Finch. And uh, Mr. Finch, we'll see you now, Mr. Van Jones. Thank you. Yeah, come right in, come right in. Yeah, sit down and make yourself comfortable, Mr. Van Jones. Thank you. Nice little office you have here. Yes, we like it. Uh, Miss Kendall tells me you'd like to pick up a little extra cash working for us in your spare time. Yes, sir. Well, it just happens we need a part-time collector. Good. I need to make a little extra cash to keep in good standing with my girl. <laughs> I understand. Now, I'll explain a few things while you fill out the application card. Uh, your full name, address, and so on. Yes, sir. As you probably know, we loan money on cars and household items. And when the payments aren't met, the collector either gets the money or the item we loaned it on. Now, you get a commission on each account you collect. Say, I've filled out everything else, but what's this for? Where? Right here, where it says, next to kin. Uh, just a technicality. <laughs> you put down your closest living relative. And also put your signature on this. Well, what is it? A life insurance policy I take out on all our collectors. Every once in a while, I strike it rich. <laughs> Sign right here. Rochester Van Jones. Uh, now, here's another one. Uh, let's see. I, the undersigned, do hereby release the friendly finance company from any responsibility of any kind. Uh, there's no need to read that. I trust you. <laughs> Even the small print has small print. <laughs> well, I might as well sign it. 
Here you are. Thank you. You're now officially a collector for the Friendly Finance Company. Let me congratulate you on winning this position and allow me to offer you every good wish for your future success. Thank you. Now, if there are any collections you want me to make, I'll... I gotta see him right away. Now, wait, you can't go in there. Who's the collector of this finance company? You're looking at him right now. What can I do for you? Just hold that pose. That'll teach you to take my mother's lawnmower away. Yeah, are you all right? Shall I get you some water? Where am I? You're at the Friendly Finance Company, located at Fifth and Vine in the heart of the low-rent district. I'm lying on the floor and he's advertising. <laughs> here, here, I'll help you up. Miss Kendall, give me a hand. Yes, of course. Oh, I can't feel my nose. Move your hand to the left a little. You poor thing. That man had absolutely no right to hit you. We've got the law on our side, you know. We have? He won't get away with it either. We'll sue him for every cent he's got. Good. And you can collect it. Oh, no. Well, it's a little later, and Rochester is telling his gardener friend, Devil Grass Simpson, about the Friendly Finance Company. Say, Rochester, how you making out with your job at the Friendly Finance Company? Well, i tell you one thing, it's interesting work. They told me the first thing I have to do when making a collection is put my foot in the door. Well, that's good advice. Yeah, it didn't work out so good for me. The man I was trying to collect from was sitting in the car, and before I could get my foot back out, he dragged me for three blocks. <laughs> Listen in tomorrow to The Private Life of Rochester Van Jones, starring Eddie Anderson, brought to you at the same time every night by the Columbia Broadcasting System. The Private Life of Rochester Van Jones is written by John L. Green. This production is supervised by Sam Perrin. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.